When you hear the word authority, what comes to mind? If power over someone else isn't the first thing that comes to mind, I'm guessing it's somewhere on the list because most of us have experienced authority early on in our lives, and usually it was from a parent, a teacher, maybe a neighbor, someone older and wiser who exercised authority over us, and we learned how that happens. We learned how someone who has power over us shapes our behavior, controls our behavior. Now, positive experiences of authority teach us how to get along with others. Negative experiences teach us that we don't like having someone holding power over us. And in our culture these days, many times it has to do with shaming or humiliating or coercion. Now in today's gospel, Jesus is described as teaching with authority. And we hear references to his authority twice in this gospel. We hear it the first time when his listeners are hearing him teach and they remark how he teaches with authority. And then the second time, we hear them remark about this because he has healed a man who is possessed. So the first time, it's his words that cause the people to remark on his authority. And the second time, it's his actions. Now, there's no account of what Jesus was teaching that day, but we have a pretty good account of his actions. He healed a man who seemed tortured by an unclean spirit. And this is where I want to pause today and wonder. How is the act of healing a display of authority? How is the act of healing a display of authority? Now, in our contemporary world, we would say that a physician exercises authority to heal or cure, and they do this by the authority of their training, their expertise, their medical license, and we seek them out for this form of authority. But what authority did Jesus exhibit in healing the possessed man. He didn't prescribe a drug to depossess him. He didn't lay hands on the man even. All he did was command the spirit to leave the man, and the spirit obeyed. How is the act of healing a display of authority? The other day, I watched the Netflix documentary titled Bending the Ark. The film describes the long and frustrating, although ultimately successful, work of two young medical students, Jim Yong Kim and Paul Farmer, and one activist, Ophelia Dahl. They committed themselves to bringing world-class health care to the poor suffering in Haiti who were vulnerable to tuberculosis and were in fact dying in large numbers. The story describes how their belief in their work saved thousands of lives from TB. They eventually expanded their work to bring modern healthcare 
to Peru, and then Rwanda, working with the AIDS crisis. Throughout this whole progression of their work and dedication, their work was frustrated by naysayers in the medical profession, government agencies, and global entities who should have been their natural partners. But they persisted, and ultimately they prevailed. But this was not because they had the authority to direct monies their way, or change governments, to change policy, or to unravel prejudices within the medical profession. They prevailed because they cared. They cared deeply about the lives of those they were serving. The authority by which they were healing was love for one's neighbor. Their authority was that of love and compassion. The gospel account of Jesus and the possessed man reads as though Jesus' authority to heal the man came from a decisive and commanding order. It seems to suggest that his success in healing came from exercising power over the unclean spirit. But let's imagine Jesus remained the same Jesus we've been reading about, loving, gentle, calm, peaceful, compassionate. Let's imagine that Jesus speaking to the man possessed. Is he yelling in a loud authoritarian voice, or is he speaking with deep compassion and love? And if he didn't command the spirit by using a loud authoritarian voice, by what authority did he heal? Not by an authority that needs a reflection of the ego, but by an authority that looks beyond the self, beyond the ego, toward a greater source, an authority that only comes from God. From being in such communion with God from being in such an intimate embrace with God's love that one can only respond with that same love towards someone else, with that same love to heal someone, to bring them into wholeness. That is a kind of authority that comes from exercising power with rather than power over. Authority that comes with a desire to be with people, authority that is relational, authority that is not dependent on dominance without accountability. Authority that exercises power with is about restoring one to wholeness. In our gospel story, it helped return a possessed man to his community. It brought him back into relationship with the people in his community. The silencing of the voice of alienation, of estrangement, was part of how he was healed. It made room for him to belong again, for him to connect again, for him to be back in relationship with people in his community. And the people were surprised at this. They were surprised they called it authority. 
they were surprised because they were hopeful. The healing filled them with hope. They asked, what kind of authority is this? This is a kind of authority that the only thing needed is a desire to be in the beloved community. This is the kind of authority that comes from divine love, overflowing from one such that all one can do is give it out, give it away, give it to others. Now really when you think about it, the gospel scene is actually an enactment of Jesus' summary of the law. Love God with all you have and all you are, and love your neighbor as yourself. So what demons are we hanging on to that keep us from participating in the beloved community? What possesses us so severely that we can't get free, that we need help being liberated from? In what ways does this separation from community keep all of us from becoming whole? Keep all of us from becoming beloved community. In healing the man from his demon, Jesus returned him to community. The man was not only healed in his own body, he was healed, he was made whole, but he was brought back into relationship with community. This is how the body of Christ is built and made whole. We can do this, but not without help. We can do this through the love that Jesus demonstrated with authority that is relational, compassionate, and faithful, and by the authority of a loving and reconciling God. We can do this when we open ourselves to healing, when we embrace each other as the one body. And when we do this, we can actually heal the world.